0: Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the show. Today's guest is Matthew Williams from Brain Gain, and we talk working abroad, traveling responsibly, following your passions, and much, much more. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode that's going to help you fulfill your life's yearnings. And today's special guest I have on the show is Matthew Williams. And Matt has spent the last seven years backpacking, teaching ESL, living and working abroad following his love for travel getting passport stamps and eating his way around the world matt co-founded brain gain where he helps young professionals find career relevant jobs in emerging economies hey matt thanks for being on with me today how are you
1: i'm awesome thanks
0: blake it's a pleasure to be here or on here i guess yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so i noticed right off the back your accent um I'll get to that, but what I want to do to start the show off is just um, tell people about yourself. I'm curious to learn more about, you know, your personal journey um, and how that led to you being on my show today in regards to uh, brain gain. Awesome. Yeah. So I, uh,
1: originally from England, uh, Oxford, England, Uh, you know, I finished university back in 2008, And figured, you know, I wasn't ready to jump into a full time nine to five career, you know, sitting behind a desk. Uh, I had some friends and family that had kind of jumped on planes after university, done like a a short trip here and there. And I thought, you know, why the hell not? You know, it's, I had a little bit of money saved over from working, you know, during summers at university because we don't have the same brutal student debt that you get in the States. So I had one advantage there. and yeah, I, I headed out on kind of a big solo trip around Australasia, so like Australia, New Zealand, and then Southeast Asia as well. Um, and I, I got a work in holiday visa for New Zealand, so I worked in this pretty terrible sales job, cold calling Australians, mm-hmm. basically getting abuse for being English uh, whilst on the phone, which was always good fun. <laughs> uh, and that's that's kind of where I I started working abroad and realised that you know you don't have to be stuck in your home country to to actually work. Uh, yeah, and then from there I, I headed out to Southeast Asia, um, and I was, I was kind of traveling around a big loop. It was kind of like the, I guess like the tourist, the backpacker trail. Mm-hmm. I met a couple uh, sat on a beach in southern Thailand. Uh, you know, I'd probably had a couple of beers by then, so I was you know just looking to chit chat and have a good time. Right, and it turned out that they had uh, they were they were on vacation from from teaching English as a second language in South Korea. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know, you know, what the hell is that? You know, that sounds pretty fun. Uh, and they, you know, I just, at that time, I was just trying to find ways to extend my time, uh, you know, staying out of England because I just didn't want to go home to the grim weather. You kind of like the depressive attitude that a lot, you know, is right around the, the economic crash in the States and kind of like the whole Western world. So I knew there wasn't a lot of jobs back home. Um, so, yeah, I, I headed back to England after, you know, quite soon after that conversation, I actually started looking into, uh, you know, teaching abroad, you know, what are the options, what do I actually get paid? Uh, You know, turns out it was, you know, relatively well paying, Uh, you know, you know, it's not a huge amount of money if you're working and living in the States or Mm -hmm. in the UK. Uh, because the cost of living is a lot lower uh, out in a lot of the countries in Asia, it uh, definitely gave me the opportunity to you know to save, and, and that's pretty much how I convinced my family that it was a good idea for me to go away for a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and then and then from there, you know, I love teaching. Um, I loved living abroad. I actually met my future wife about six months in. Wow, uh, that's incredible. Yeah, it's, it kind of set me off on a journey <laughs> that I didn't really know where it was going to go. Mm-hmm um yeah I met my wife uh whilst I was out there you know we dated a bunch we we were fortunate enough again we saved a lot of money whilst we were there that was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to to work abroad and save money was to give myself some kind of like some future traveling opportunities uh so we came to the states uh because she's American uh from from New York or LA originally and then she's you know she has family in New York and then did a big old trip uh, you know, and, and saw a lot of kind of the the northern uh, northern America and sorry North America and Central America, and then uh, you know I I actually realised I wanted to go back out and do a little bit more teaching out in Korea, uh, so we ended up doing long distance for you know the next eighteen months. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that's not something I recommend. <laughs> um, yeah, she's got family over here, uh, like I said, and they're they're pretty heavily invested into the restaurant industry, so she kind of joined in the family business. Um, I wanted to go and teach. I wanted to know if it was something I wanted to do as a career or was it more like the traveling aspect and the living abroad that I really enjoyed. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was out there for another year. And there, I, this, the second year, I met my my business partner, okay. uh, current business partner. We were teaching in classrooms next door to each other. So we had a lot of time to discuss plans and ideas and what we were going to do after career. Uh, and I, you know, I kind of realized that teaching wasn't for me. It wasn't something that I was massively into. I, you know, it was more the fact that I was teaching this awesome little crew of South Korean kids to pretty much speak in English accents, which cracked me up every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, so I, you know, if you don't mind, I'll keep going with this one. Uh, I'm on a bit of a roll. Uh, Move back. Then moved back to England. We got the visa process going for uh, for moving out to the states. You know, we realized we wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved out to the states about two years ago. Um, about that time, my buddy Troy, who uh, co-founded Brain Game with, he moved out to India. Um, and then, you know, I I lived and worked after I got my green card uh, in in and around New York. Kind of got pretty heavily invested into the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around about a year ago, my my friend Troy, you know, he'd been out in Bangalore for a while, which is one of the big startup capitals of Southeast Asia, and he he's kind of like, you know, you you want to you know kind of pitch into a little bit of university outreach, you know, kind of see what the interest is. We have this idea called Brain Gain, and I was like, absolutely, you know, um, you know, I love you know, I enjoyed the restaurant industry, but it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much all work and no play, mm-hmm. and no one's really part of that industry just because they love pouring beer or managing, you know, a restaurant with a lot of complaining customers. You know, there's not that many high points aside from the money aspect. Mm. Um, And after being in that for a year, year and a half, I kind of realized that, you know, I'm looking for something much more than, you know, just making money. You know, I want to live my life and I want to, you know, fast forward 10 years and be proud of the career path that I've chosen and some of the decisions that I made along the way. Uh, So, yeah, but like fast forward... Till now, um, you know my wife and I actually just both quit our jobs, and we're going to be heading out to Bangalore, India in in January oh, to wow. uh, pursue brain games. So, yeah, you kind of caught me at a crossroads, right? <laughs> that is
0: <laughs> <That's>, awesome. <laughs> maybe yeah.
1: So that's pretty much my story up till up till here.
0: Mm-hmm. That is that is incredible. So, a couple of things I noticed as you were, as you were talking is that the the passion for you know traveling abroad. Uh, one. And then your your willingness to be able to, you know, take a risk as opposed to what, you know, what we all typically do, find a job where we already live at and kind of pursue it from that angle. And then three, you know, um, you talked about the relationship that you built with uh, Troy. And so those mm-hmm. three things stuck out to me right away as far as, you know, where you're going now with brain gain and, and just for, um, listeners, um, Matthew originally reached out to me and, you know, about being on the podcast. And I thought that was, you know, you know, very cool that he took the time out to, you know, reach out to me about being on the podcast. Can you, um, speak on that? Like why you wanted to be on the show?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, firstly I kind of I guess talk a little bit about brain gain, because that's yeah, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit of an understanding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, brain gain, we basically place young professionals and kind of mid-level professionals in career relevant jobs in emerging economies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what myself and Troy both found, if you want to work abroad, if you mm-hmm. you know you're in sort of sales, marketing, design, tech industries, engineering industries, there's not really any opportunities to actually Get that uh, international experience without either a sort of teaching English, um, which is an awesome time. You know, I did it for two years, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look great on your resume. Um, you know, I kind of like to say, you know, your personal growth kind of expands, but your resume gets, you know, kind of shrinks. Right. Because, um, you know, if you, if you know, you may spend a year, two years, you know, maybe interning at university, getting experience in a field, you go and work abroad teaching English. Um, and that's, that's a big blot on your record. You know, there's, there's definitely going to be employers out there. Not everyone. You know, some employers may really appreciate that you've got that international experience. But there's a lot of employers um, who just aren't particularly interested. They're going to kind of bunch you together with the other entry level candidates. Um, so when so when Troy and I, you know, we we both realised we wanted to work abroad, mm-hmm. uh, we we kind of we started putting together this idea that you know there's startups in, you know, in, in social enterprises in general really struggle to find the talent they need to fill these positions, um, you know, in the sales, marketing, that kind of thing. Um, and as well as that, in emerging economies, a lot of the, the really, you know, the top level talent, the ones that, you know, went to the high level universities, got the best grades, they have all more well, generally, they move out of their countries to kind of the states to uh canada to the to europe to continue you know doing their masters or looking for entry-level positions uh, out here so that's kind of created what they call a brain drain effect okay you know, all these all these talented individuals are moving out the country which means that me uh, leaves a massive gap in the job market uh so you know the way that we look at it you know we're not well, bringing young professionals from, from Europe from Europe and North America, we're not kicking the locals out of those positions. They would be filling. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually kind of filling gaps that these companies, these startups, need to really push forward. And you know, whether it's gaining traction throughout India or, or Southeast Asia, or in some cases, you know, they're really looking on an international scale. So even you know, having an American or a Canadian, a European on board, it gives them the extra edge compared to their competition. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of the idea of brain gain. Um, and now I've just been going on that for a while. I kind of forgot the original question.
0: Well <laughs> no, it, it went it went along with that about, you know, why you guys wanted to be on, on the podcast. So you did answer that oh, yeah. there. And so but I wanted to ask, um, on top of that is this moving more with, you know, brain gain is, you know, how does it work? You know, I graduated college twenty thirteen, I finished up my masters in psychology um, this past May and for other, you know, um, students who are listening in, you know, looking for different opportunities, can you, you know, walk us through, you know, what it looks like to be a part of Brain Gain and and how to get those opportunities that some might be looking for abroad?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, the process generally works, um, you know, you submit uh, your resume or Mm -hmm. send me out an email or like the team an email. Um, you know, we we kind of take a look at your resume. Uh, you know, work out your past experience. Uh, you know, get you to fill in an application form, um, and then from there we we look at your experience, where your specialities are. You know, with a degree in psychology, a lot of people kind of go towards the marketing and the sales side of things. That lends quite well to what you've learned at school, right. like content creation, the ability to write. Um and from there, so we we'll look at your experience and your and your talents moving forward. And also where you want to go, you know, what sort of company you want to be in, uh, involved in, whether it's kind of like a social enterprise, a tech startup, or somewhere in the middle. Um, and then, you know, we'll start matching you up with companies. Uh, so if you wanted to, you know, work in the future, maybe in the hospitality industry or in the uh, social enterprise industry, you know, we'll uh, kind of match you up with companies that we think are a great match. Um, and then, uh, you know, some that know might be a little bit tenuous, but there's a good chance that you'll really enjoy working for them. Like the role is, you know, uh, really suitable for you. Um, and then from there, uh, if you know, if you like the sound of the, some of the positions, obviously go over like the salary expectations and that kind of thing. Uh, we move forward to sending your resume out to these companies. Uh, now the thing with uh, you know, doing this method as opposed to teaching something like, you know, teaching English abroad, is there's no guarantee of a job. You know, teaching English, you pretty much just need a degree from an English-speaking country, right. and you're probably going to get a position, uh, whereas, you know, working with these startups, they're looking for pretty much the perfect hire, okay. so we can't guarantee that you'll get a position, uh, but, you know, we'll keep trying, we'll keep forwarding different companies in the hope that there'll be one that, you know, matches really well. Um, uh, and then from there, you know, if, if they like the look of your resume, uh, they'll jump on an initial interview with you, uh, you know, just to make sure that the match is right. You know, find out your experience, talk to you. Uh, much like in the states, you know, it'll be like a three to four stage interview process after the uh, the initial one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you do, you know, fingers crossed, secure the position, that's when we come back into play. So we help you with everything from, you know, obviously the the, the signing of the doc of the papers, to, you know, signing on the dotted line to confirm the position, making sure the salary expectations line up with with the companies, um, and then you know. Really helping you out with like the visa, because uh, obviously that's pretty daunting as a, you know, if, if people are going abroad either for the first time or just in general moving and working abroad and having to do visas because it's a massive pain. And uh, you get lost pretty easily along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, as well as that, uh, you know, medical insurance, if, you, if your coverage from home isn't going to cover it, um, you know, looking at flights. And then once you're on the ground, the general acclimation, so picking you up from the airport, uh, setting you up with housing, you know, we'll have housing set up. Uh, you know, taking pictures, sending out to you before you arrive. Um, and one thing that we, you know, we're really focusing on is like the the networking aspect. Okay. Um, so you know, in in Bangalore, in in Kuala Lumpur, we have like a, I guess you call it like a brain gain family. Uh, so you know, you land in the in the city, you're not the only person there on your own. You, you know, you're not surrounded by these you know hundreds, or if not millions, of Indian people that you have no idea about the culture, about the people, mm-hmm. about what you're going to do at the weekend, where the good bars are, where the good restaurants are. Um, you know and that's how you know we, we set you up we, we put you in touch with the people that are already here you know in general travelers and people that work abroad are super eager to help out you know it's it's a nice feeling meeting someone brand new and taking them to your favorite restaurant and them loving the food or loving the beer or something like that right so it's, it's kind of like dropping you into a family um, and then also yeah the networking opportunities because we work solely in uh, you know start in cities that have great startup ecosystem there's you know Pretty much every corner there's a new startup happening. So the chance to really meet these awesome individuals, you know, the CEOs, the founders of these companies, who, you know, a lot of them are very, very inspiring. You know, they they've taken huge risks. Like you talked about me taking risks. To me, I haven't taken any risks yet. You know, these are the guys that have kind of left home at sixteen, mm-hmm. dropped out of school at twenty, and uh, started at their own company. And just like the drive and the imagination and the and the passion they have for what they do is, you know, it's, it's hard not to be inspired by them. Um, yeah, so, you know, once you're once you're there, we tend, we typically do either internships, you know, three to six months or year-long full-time contracts. Wow. Uh, so, you know, you, you have, you know, anywhere between three months and a year to kind of get ingrained in the culture, you know, meet those, you know, whether it's, you know, joining a soccer team or, you know, meeting a bunch of awesome people at the local bar and getting that experience of living abroad and, you know, just really – I guess you start off in, in a very vulnerable position mm-hmm. and uh, because you're so vulnerable, anyone that comes along and offers you a bit of help, you're more than happy to jump on board. with. And that's why I found working abroad. I made some incredible friendships because, you know, when you're living in the States or you're living in your home city, like if you see someone sat alone at a bar, like I'm not going to go and talk to them. You know, right. I'm not, I'm, I've got my buddies, you know, I'm drinking beers, having a great time. Whereas when you're in a new city, you know what it's like to be that person that's kind of sat there sipping their beer. You know, go over, have a chat to them. You know, get them involved in. in you know, in you know, in a couple of weeks, it could be one of your good friends, and in like six months, it could be one of your best buddies, or in my case, your, your wife. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's like it really changes your outlook on on how you know how you like your personality, how your perception of people changes.
0: You know, that's inter- you know, interesting that you mentioned that because from my time studying abroad, you know, wow. just for the, the uh, six months that I was over in, in, in France, I got this feeling, and maybe you can relate to it as well, as you just touched on, that when everyone seemed to be out of their comfort zone and, and in a new setting, you know, they were way more open to connect and, and build upon these, you know, new relationships. And it just seemed like everyone who was doing like studying abroad or, or working abroad was just full of good vibes.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I don't know, like, I don't know whether it's because, you know, I've had a lot of chats with people about this because mm-hmm. it's one thing that everyone agrees on. When you're working or studying abroad, you make ridiculously good friends with yeah. people, and uh, you know, I don't know whether it kind of, you know, working or being abroad kind of filters out the people. So it's very like-minded individuals that are going to be actually going outside of their comfort zone, or whether on the other hand, it's like you you meet someone from the, from your home country. And you kind of end up being, you know, it's kind of like you versus the rest of the city. Right. And so you become very, like, you have all these ridiculous adventures together. Like, one of the times, you know, when me and my wife first started dating, Mm -hmm. uh, we fell asleep on a bus in Seoul Uh uh, on the bus home. And then we didn't get chucked off at the last stop. And we kind of walked off the bus and we were in the middle of like this, I guess, where they parked the buses, but it felt like a bus graveyard. Okay. It was like 1 a.m pretty, pretty damn cold. We're kind of like wandering around, like, what the hell are we? And then, like, I think the bus driver went past in his car. You know, I I didn't really speak much Korean. My wife was a lot better. And they kind of communicated. And, um, you know, we ended up getting a lift back to my apartment. And like, we still talk about that stuff today. It's just one of those ridiculous experiences (laughs) that you have. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the States, like, if I fell asleep on a bus, you know, I'd end up, I have no idea where I'd end up. It probably wouldn't be too Too much of a story to be telling the kids about. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) That is cool. So, um, continuing about, you know, working abroad, um, you said that some of your topics that you were interested in was like, um, you know, traveling responsibly and then also, you know, following your passions? Yeah,
1: for sure. So, um, I actually wrote a blog article on this the other week Mm because I think, you know, when I was emailing you, it's just something that was really at the forefront of my mind. Like, there's a lot of... I guess, blog and, art, and, and articles at the moment. I've seen a lot, a lot on like BuzzFeed and Huffing, Huffington Post about how, you know, give up your job, go traveling. It's the greatest thing in the world. Right. Um, but, you know, if you're, you know, you're a student or, you're, you know, a recent graduate, obviously people have student debt. Um, you know, that, it's just not a viable option. You know, you might have house payments, car payments, et cetera. So I've, you know, pretty become a pretty strong advocate of kind of the, the traveling responsibly, like, setting up a plan for your travels, like finding a job. And that's where brain game for me, you know, is one of those things I'm very passionate about because it gives you that experience to live and work abroad. And also, you know, jumping on a bus to Goa in India far beats jumping on a bus to Coney Island in New York. Right. So, um, you know, like, uh, like setting up a plan, you know, being able to take your career forward, but also, you know, living in a brand new city and a brand new culture, um, is, is something that I really do advocate, whether it's, you know, through brain gain, whether it's teaching English, whatever it is, it's something that I really strongly believe in. And then on top of as like a young professional, there's, you know, we understand that a lot of people have student debt, That's mm-hmm. something that people just can't get around. Um, you know, they, you know, we found, you know, obviously working in an emerging economy, we find that obviously wages are lower you know we, people get paid at the industry standard these startups can't afford though they're well funded mm-hmm. they can't afford to be paying like a, a western wage in a, in a in an emerging economy culture right. um, so a lot of people are very worried about the like paying off the debts etc and and making those those payments each month whereas you know we we totally agree with that and we understand where they're coming from but it's it's also really important to understand that if you kind of enter an entry level position in the states Um, out of school, you know, you're basically going to be working just to get promotions moving forward. You know, there are obviously some people who love their jobs and and they really enjoy what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, The majority of my friends that kind of graduated school, uh, whether it's with a master's or a bachelor's, you know, moving forward, they've wanted to, to kind of branch out and do their own thing, but they're always kind of restrained by that company culture of they've got to put their 40 or 50 or 60 hours in a week. You know, if they want to bump up their pay grade, that's pretty much the only way is by working harder, and kind of making it themselves look good to their bosses, right? Um, so obviously that does pay the the, the bills. It pays the, you know pays off the debt, but you know you don't you're not set apart from the rest of the the people who are also doing exactly the same thing as you. Uh, so you know we feel with with working abroad, obviously there's a chance to to save because wages are lower, but the cost of living is you know, unbelievably low out in, you know, especially in Bangalore. You know, it's a great city, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's not your, it's not like your slumdog millionaire, you know, kind of thing that, you know, dusty and dirty. You know, it's, it's an awesome city. And, uh, you know, where I was in Kuala Lumpur and Singapore, you know, the same thing. They're incredible cities to work in. Uh, but, you know, you know, paying off maybe a little less your your, um, your loan, but getting that chance to to get the experience that other people aren't going to have, we believe just really bodes so well for the future, you know, going in and into an interview and you've done a year or two out in India, out in Malaysia, uh, you kind of, you've, you, you know, you've driven marketing campaigns, you haven't been the little cog in a big wheel, you've been the big cog, mm-hmm. sometimes the only cog in the wheel and, you know, carrying that responsibility and autonomy through to, you know, coming back to the States through like going back to England, uh, you know, it just looks so good on your resume as well. Right. Um, And you know Troy kind of came up with this the the saying that you know twenties are for learning, thirties are for earning, and we believe that it kind of like sets you up perfectly going forward into like the mid-level career, and then hopefully towards you know whatever you know management or starting your own company.
0: No Yeah, I really like that. So I'm actually writing that down right now. You said twenties are. For learning and thirties for are for earning. Yeah, I have um, to copyright that. Yeah, too. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give all the credit to you guys for saying that. But um, you were mentioning you know uh, Bangalore over in, in India, and is that kind of the constant area where you guys are primarily filling positions? And also, can you talk about um the people you've helped out so far? Um, go through brain gain.
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Bangalore was the original place that we started. Okay. Uh, because you know Troy went out there, um, you know a few years back on a on a scholarship called an IDEX scholarship. It's basically like the social entrepreneurship. Um, you know, it, it was kind of like a his decision or his idea behind it was it's kind of like the roots. Into an international career, okay, uh, as with a lot of these scholarships, you do have to pay you know a few thousand dollars to be on it, and you're not earning, so it's not ideal, mm-hmm. but his view was he's going to be traveling, you may as well do something that's going to help his career right um, and because he was out there, you know hes you know he, he did a lot a lot of networking with these co-founders and these founders and these CEOs of these startups, and so that gave us the base, almost like the pilot study, okay. so we were able to to have these startups wanting international candidates. Uh, we we understand the visa system because he's been out there for so long. Um, and it was like an ideal base to kind of, yeah like start the pilot study, see if people are interested in working abroad, um, you know, moving from the States to an emerging economy to get that experience. We, you know, we've had that confirmed that people are super excited to get the hell out of their country, mm. pretty much go anywhere in the world, it turns out. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so... Moving forward, you know, we're looking. We have we've just opened up about three or four positions in uh, Singapore, uh, sorry, in uh, Kuala Lumpur, in Malaysia, and mm-hmm. um, also in Singapore. So those are the next two places. Then from there, uh, looking forward to you know Indonesia to the Philippines. Uh, they both have you know crazy amounts of mobile exposure. Um, you know, the the mobile market, the mobile internet market is so huge out there that we believe it's going to explode in the next three to four years. So you know, we want to help people get out there you know, within the next couple of years and be at the forefront of uh, kind of the, the technology explosion and the app explosion, um, whereas Bangalore is kind of like slightly more matured, uh, you know, they they this the kind of the startup ecosystem has been building, 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 mm-hmm. uh, Now, you know, there's a lot of either, I guess, Americans out there or non-Indians and also Indians that have studied in the States who have gone back home to start their first company. So there's a lot of money floating around from venture capitalists. Um, and you know it's a really good environment to be starting a company right now. Uh, you know, just just the access to pretty much anything that you may need. Right. Um, yeah. And in in so that's how you know starting in Bangalore and then just moving and hopefully you know hitting in the future hitting Latin America, hitting South America, um, basically just kind of getting as many people around the world moving uh, to wherever they fancy. So whether in China, there's a surplus of maybe data scientists, and there's a deficit in Latin America, trying to get mm-hmm. the Chinese to move over to Latin America, and basically moving forward, uh, so we're kind of, you know, fingers crossed, uh, kind of like helping people all around the world move to where they're needed the most. Um, but, yeah, that's a long way off, though.
0: <laughs> no, that is that is awesome. I'm glad you were sharing that because it it to me, when you're, when you're saying how you guys are helping out uh, – relocate individuals who, you know, just want to get the hell out of their own country or just be able to get out there and explore and, and connecting them with the places who, you know, as you say, have that deficit. You know, to me, when you're saying that, it sounds like, you know, if you guys are like the all-inclusive, uh, for lack of a better word, all, all-inclusive people mover of of, of qualified candidates to to countries who could use their skills and services in that, in yeah, that, that sums yeah. up yeah. <laughs> So that is, so that is awesome. And how does that, you know, work into, you know, following your passions? So I, you know,
1: I love working abroad, you know, mm-hmm. I love living abroad and being abroad. Uh, so having the opportunity to help people do that and build a kind of a company and a, a career around what I love doing, um, you know, is you know pretty much the dream come true. You know that's what they always say in all these these blog posts that I keep reading on Twitter that tells me I have to you know follow the passion, follow my passions, and you know love waking up on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know that's the situation. You know, I've been kind of done done the hard time in the restaurant industry, and now like every Monday, the you know the chance to jump on podcasts, to talk to candidates, talk to companies, you know, reply to some really enthusiastic emails. Right, is, is pretty is pretty damn awesome. And that's, you know, that's purely come around because of kind of like traveling and, and taking a few risks here and there and, and seeing where it goes. Um,
0: well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that, too, because just from doing that, um, that's what made me want to ask, you know, what... What is it that you're doing day to day? Because I can just even tell from, you know, listening to you that you're excited about the direction you guys are moving forward into, but what is like your responsibilities that you're trying to um, alleviate now? Um.
1: So at the moment uh, with Brain Gain, I'm, you know, we're focusing a lot on kind of like the marketing side of things. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've done like the low, I guess like the low-cost things, you know, advertising at universities, like Facebook, uh, Instagram, etc. And now we're, we're really trying to spread the word to the wider audience. You know, okay. originally we were focusing purely on universities, I guess kind of like Facebook did in a way. Right. Um, you know, focus on universities and expand the audience. So that's what we're doing right now. We realize it's not just recent graduates who want to work abroad. Uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of people, whether it's entry level, whether it's mid-level or even senior level. If they don't have many ties to home they you know, starting that international career, that's like the big step, I guess, is like once you're out there, you see the opportunities, it's mm-hmm. kind of easy to to move forward, but it's just getting that, that, that initial stepping stone, that initial launch pad to really, you know, make that big leap uh, from the States out to Asia or out to Latin America that a lot of people find incredibly daunting. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So, is this also, you know, when you're when you're helping out the um, the candidates, is it a hands-on approach that you guys are working? I know you were talking about that earlier. You, you kind of handle everything for the person, or or is it almost like a like a teaching thing as well too? And you kind of you know walk them through the steps so that that they can see how it's done as well.
1: Um, it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Okay. So moving forward, it's it is going to be a lot more automated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. You know, obviously, for scaling purposes, you right. can't really be talking to every single candidate that wants to to work abroad because I'll be on a phone probably about twenty four seven. Right. Um, so you know, it's it's making sure that you know giving people the the information to set the expectations. So a lot of you know, we meet a lot of people or we talk to a lot of people who want to be earning fifty, sixty thousand dollars straight out of school. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, you can do that, but you know, this is the you know, that's just not doable in an emerging economy unless you have 10, 15 years experience and you're starting up your own company. Um, so it's kind of yeah, setting the expectations for people and and talking to the people that we understand that I guess like the early adopters, the ones that really want to jump on board, that have that excitement for working abroad, and they understand in, you know. Salary isn't everything, you know. Salary is a nice number to put on your tax return, right. but it's, you know it's not going to take you. Um, you know, earning a decent salary out of school is a great thing to have, but getting the experience can all, almost pay more. of you know, like a broader path, you're not kind of confined to a certain role uh, that you can be if you know you're taking a specific position out of school. Um, you know, moving abroad gives you that. If you want to change careers down the line, it gives you that option to to really. Yeah, like I said, broaden your path and, and take yourself forward in, in a different direction.
0: That's awesome. And I did see on your website, too, that you guys recently celebrated your, what, your year anniversary? Yeah. That's awesome. How many to date um, successful candidates have you guys helped find uh, jobs overseas? Uh, so, so far, you know, we're still
1: pretty early stage. So, we've been mm-hmm. 17 over the, basically the last six months. Of- wow of um placing candidates and we have around about five more that are, that are uh you know discussing terms with their potential employers okay um and then you know we really feel the next year is going to be the time when you know we've got a lot more companies on board moving forward uh you know positions in kuala lumpur and in singapore have opened up you know we've done the business development over there we understand how the visa process works um so yeah we you know next year you know getting in touch is going to be a lot better chance of really managing to secure a position rather than kind of seeing what there is and then you know backing out and or just you know taking another option so yeah, next year is going to be a big one and an exciting one
0: that's awesome so again, this is uh Blake So with matt williams uh, matt what what would be your final thoughts that you wanted to share about you know uh studying or studying and or working abroad, which is specifically what, you know, brain gain is focused on, and then also, you know, following your passions?
1: Um, one of the one of the things I just thought about whilst we were talking, actually, mm-hmm. is, you know, most things aren't a big risk. If you kind of break them down into little processes, that's kind of why it sounds like I've done a lot, but mm-hmm. all I've really done is made small decisions here and there. Uh, so I think that's incredibly important when you're looking at a big change is – kind of breaking it down to small and very manageable chunks. Um, so that, yeah, if, you, if you're going to, if you think about make, whether it's in the States or whether it's in, you know, looking to work abroad, understanding that, you know, decisions are reversible, making huge decisions aren't, but making small decisions just to kind of put you on the right track is something that, I, you know, I really do advocate and, you know, talking through problems, et cetera. Um, in terms of following your passions, um, you know, it's great to follow your passions, but kind of I like to say that make sure you 're in the position to do it mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of bartending for a long time part time and then working a lot of hours on brain gain because you know at the time we didn 't have much money coming in through brain gain okay so, you know, I had to kind of break things down and, and put myself in into a position where I could you know we could pay rent, uh, but we could also you know pursue the passions, and now's the time. You know, going up to the end of our time in New York and heading out to India, uh, you know, that when I can start focusing more on it full time, I can look back and realize I made made the sacrifices, whether it's in time or in money kind of previously. And I put myself in a situation where I'm able to really take advantage of the opportunities.
0: That's incredible. And there was something that that you just said that I think that is important to hone on just for a moment. You talked about how you were uh, working as a bartender while you were building uh, Brain gain. Uh, wh- what was that like for you? Because, you know, you hear folks who say, oh, well, I want a job right now that's going to be making me X amount of money and, and they don't really focus on doing outside pursuits. What What did that experience do for you moving forward? Um, you know, it actually worked perfectly for
1: myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you know, when I first moved to the states, it was kind of like a, I guess, like a, a very easy career to, or at least a, a job to jump into. Okay, in New York, is you know, it's quite a big industry, so I guess I was fortunate enough in the first place to get a get a job. Um, but it, you know, if you if you are following your passions, um, you know, and that's kind of taken up a lot of the day. Uh, bartending is an awesome way to to kind of get the cash in to pay the bills and pay the rent. Uh, you know, obviously, you'll be doing long hours, closing late nights, dealing with a bunch of idiots when mm-hmm. they're drunk. Um, but it, you know, it, having those little side avenues of income uh, really do go a long way to to helping yourself move forward and being able to, you know, really follow your passions.
0: That's awesome. So, thank you for sharing that. And just two final questions. And again, appreciate you coming on today uh, to talk about brain gain and how you are fulfilling life's yearnings the the first of the two questions is if you had a time machine and uh and you could go back to one age in the past what age would that be and what would you tell yourself
1: oh so going going back to my my childhood or like Mm -hmm. ah that's an interesting i guess university and and okay try harder at school (laughs) (laughs) stop drinking so much
0: (laughs) And then, two. What age would you go to um, in the future, and what would you like to have in your life?
1: Um, I reckon about ten years down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, that's a that's a difficult one. You know, I think we'd have done our exploring the world. You know, we'd have hopefully set up BrainGain in a in a bunch of different countries, mm-hmm. uh, then come back to the states, set up our uh, our head office, hopefully in Denver. Because i go snowboarding a lot. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, just just rocking out with the family and, you know, having hopefully a few kids and and just kind of living life to the full and, uh, you know, being outside as much as possible.
0: That's perfect. And then the question I like to ask all the guests is, because my show was about fulfilling life's yearnings, uh, what would be your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings?
1: Oh man, that's a big one to end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, just
1: wake, you know, waking up on a Monday morning and being happy. Not, you know, not sitting there on a Sunday night dreading going to work the next day. Um, you know, having that that yearning to to actually go to work rather than sitting at home watching TV. If that answers the question, already. I love
0: it. No, I love it. <laughs> I could not have said it better. Again, this was Blake Soule with Matthew Williams of Brain Gain. Thanks again for, you know, coming on the show and and talking about the the really cool and exciting things that you and your partner Troy are making happen with Brain Gain and helping, you know, other, you know, people from around the world get out of their country and experience new things out of their comfort zones and helping those startups find applicants who can help them move forward.
1: Awesome. It's been a pleasure, Blake. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I want to know what your biggest takeaway is, so please head on over to fulfillinglifesyearnings.com today and click on the show notes link for today's episode, which is located on the home page, and leave a comment. The show notes page is where you can find the resources mentioned during the show and will be very valuable for you on your own journey. To stay up to date about what's happening, please subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're subscribing on iTunes, it would definitely mean a lot to me if you would leave a review to show future potential listeners of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings what you think as your voice helps them decide if Fulfilling Life's Yearnings is right for them. Now it's in your hands. Are you ready to fly? Till next episode stay in the zone and make today a fly day by taking action on your dreams.